What's going on? My name is Ori Styler, and you were listening to the No Escape in This podcast. No Escape in This. No Escape. No one's ready to deal with us. This whole episode is going to be dedicated to one thing because it's the only thing I can discuss, it's the only thing I can think about, and it is the only thing that is on my mind and my Twitter feed. Uh, and I'll get into that in literally just a second after I just let you know what I've been up to. Daily updates. I've been literally focused, literally been focusing on this one thing. And also, uh, what other things have I been doing? Uh, tidying up, keeping fit. Just the regular stuff. I don't even want to tell you about all of this stuff. It's not, it's not, not where the conversation is guided today. The conversation is simply going to go to one place. And that place is the versus battle. Did you watch it? Versus battle. Nelly versus Ludacris. I must have spoken about this on the pod a few days ago and I said very, very, very clearly it wasn't going to be a battle. It was going to be a massacre. Catalogue for catalogue, they both have got a great lineup of music, but there's only one of the two people that has banger after banger after banger for a longer period of time uh, and a lot more concentration of those bangers. And that was ludicrous. And guess what happened? Two things did. One, they went up against each other. They played some bangers that people may have forgotten. Well, no, let me say this. I'm a massive Luda fan. Luda is my favourite rapper. Always was when I was growing up. It, no, no, let me not say that. Let me tell the truth. Luda and Buster were always equal for me growing up. Buster's a bit older. Hit me when I was younger. Luda came up and then he became more of my favourite catching up. And then because he had a few more recent bangers when Buster kind of calmed himself down a little bit, that's when Luda became my guy. But they are both still my top two favourite rappers. We're going to talk about Buster in a little bit as well. But between Luda and Nelly, it wasn't even close. I said this from a long time. I matched it about, it was 20 tunes they did roughly before I stopped counting. I matched it about 16 points to Luda, 4 points to Nelly. But one thing Nelly did is that he brought out bangers that I forgot about. Bangers that I didn't even remember he did. Like Shake Your Tail Feather. Oh, oh, oh. Tunes like that. I totally forgot about them song, but he managed to bring them in. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'll, g- I'll give you a point on that one. But he, w- he wasn't touching Luda. It wasn't going to happen. You're not defeating Ludacris with the catalogue that he had. The main thing that had an issue with, as to why they wouldn't really like battle, well, the battle wasn't fair as well. And this is one thing I tweeted as well. I think a lot of people can agree with this is if you are, if you're, if you're going to come to a battle, right, it doesn't matter how talented you are. It doesn't matter how skilled you are. It doesn't matter if you yourself uh, are somebody who's got a great fan base of people, right? It has not, like, it does not matter. What matters is if you're coming to a battle on a digital platform, you do two things. One is a sound check and two, make sure your internet connection is working because it was shaking Nelly. My man was glitching like the girl from Wreck-It Ralph. It was bad. And the thing that was really jarring us is that we wanted Nelly to to be able to play his tunes. It weren't like he was the guy who we didn't respect and his internet was glitching. It was like, these are two men we respect. We're not really picking the side, even though we know who was going to win it. It was, we appreciate the music, but we started to dislike Nelly's internet connection. He was talking about the rain and the clouds and how the, was, the reception was bad. Uh, and we were sitting there thinking, that's that country, that's that country network, whatever that was that was going on in St. Louis, that it was just cutting off all kind of signal. It was glitching. He had to come out of the live stream about four or five times. Uh, his, his, his screen froze. There were points where he was talking and it would cut out. And Luda, <laughs> hey, Luda cracks me up. 
Luda would be there. He'd listen to him talk, and he would go at the end of him talking after it glitched, and he couldn't hear what he was saying. Going, yeah, man, true dog. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> you never heard what he said. Nobody did. He was glitching. It was hilarious those bits, but it showed that Luda was a true professional, a true gentleman. He let these glitches happen, and he didn't get frustrated to the point where he kicked off. He was like, "I get it. That's my guy." We're going to make this happen. And if it does get too much, we'll reschedule this maybe an hour or two later so we can do this properly. Uh, it was it was a great, it was great to see some of the catalogs. Like I said, Luda, I, I was going through, as soon as he was saying he was going to introduce a tune, I knew what was coming up. I'm an avid Ludacris fan. And for those who don't know or don't realise I'm a, I'm a big Luda fan. I mean, all you got to do is go through my timeline. You see me do, uh, I used to do a thing every Saturday where I would do a funny video with the It's Saturday song in the background. And then also I did the stand. Do you know what? I'm going to repost that today when I did Luda's stand-up, the one-take video of me doing um a one-shot video of me doing like a whole music video, but it's done in one take. I'm going to put that up again today because that was a good video. That was a good piece of content. That was Team Luda. We all know this. I was going to go in the comments to be Team Luda, but it, it was just great to go through all that catalogue and stuff. And the, and I mean, the people in the, in, the, in the feeds were really, really getting into it. You had... Famous people from all over. You had your Kevin Hart, your Dwayne Wade, you had your your P Diddy's, you had your I don't think Kanye was in there, but he got bigged up because obviously Kanye produced some of the tunes that Luda was on, like stand up. You had so much people in that feed just bantering. But the one person that jumped to the feed that killed it, everybody was busting up. And it wasn't because he was intentionally trying to be funny. It's because he was just simply there. And then there was technical difficulties, and that was Teddy Riley. Teddy, <laughs> Teddy Riley was in the feed and when the connection was getting messy for Nelly all you saw was Teddy doing was like waving saying hey guys it's not easy is it <laughs> Teddy is the ultimate troll oh, we kept calling Nelly Nelly Riley because of the connection but Teddy was in there going yeah yeah I know how that feels that yeah it's not very nice is it and people don't want to understand when it happens it was so funny Shout out to, to anybody that was watching it, man. It was good. Now, the topic straight afterwards, I'm pretty sure a lot of us are still involved in, is who can really do a versus battle? Who can really kill a versus battle? I've already nominated my guy. And my guy forever will be Buster Rhymes. You cannot beat him. It's not going to be an easy win. There's no way. There's no one in that scene that could take on Buster without it being a struggle. Buster's going to weigh you in. One, because he's got the charisma. Two, he's got the stories. He's got the history and the catalogue. And that's the important thing. People have to recognise your catalogue. Not by just the fact that you've got one, two tunes on the album, which are bangers that if you're a fan, you can go, that tune's a banger. Buster's catalogue is damn near untouchable. So I went on Twitter and I started talking about the catalogue. And I went to my Instagram and I put up like a question that people can answer to, which is who do you think could actually take on Buster? And there's been some good answers and responses. One that I'm going to talk about in a bit, but there's only one that I believe that could do it. Remember Buster's charisma, catalogue, likability, one drop bangers. It's very difficult to go up against him when he plays his tunes. You can listen to an album and go, that tune was banging, but if that, no one else knows that tune. Like what happened with Nelly. Nelly played a tune nobody knew and all in the comments was like, is this a new release? Are you promoting a new tune? What happened to Nelly tunes that we know? If that happens in the middle of your clash, then you've got a problem. You really do have a problem. Because people ain't going to know your tune and go, yeah, you won that point. Now, Buster's catalogue. I mean, there are artists that make albums with great bodies of music, right? 
And there are artists that make singles that are individually great bodies of music that can make up a decent album. I believe Buster is the latter. His albums are banging, but he makes tunes which are all individual bangers that you put onto an album and go, this is my collection of individual bangers. And that's what will work in a one drop clash. If you do a whole album and people have to listen to the whole album to appreciate the story of the album, like let's say a Jay-Z blueprint, then the issue that you have there is, is that if people have only gone to go for your bangers, they're gonna miss some of the great content in that album because they're not diehard fans of you. You gotta hit them with individual one drop tunes. That's the difference with clashing and uh, just playing and, and recognizing an artist of being great. An artist can be great and make a great body of music, a great storyline. Do you know what I mean? But we're talking one drop bang bangers and there's nobody who's touching Buster Rhymes on that. Let me. Let me just remind you, because some of you might have forgotten. And yeah, I'm a big Buster fan, as we know. Some of you might have forgotten just some of his bangers. Put your hands on my eyes can see. Uh, party is going on over here. Dangerous. Wooha. Got you all in check. Fire it up. Give me some more. Rhymes galore. It's a party. Buster bus. What's it going to be? The one with Janet Jackson? Tear the roof off. Everything remains raw. And these are just tunes from the 90s. Not including leaders of the new school buster. These are just tunes from the 90s and not ones that he's featured on. These are all his own tunes. I'm How much did I list here? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. That is 12. In a versus battle, they have 20 tracks. He could easily get half of those points on just his 90 tracks. Let's go a little, little bit later on. Uh, I know what you want. Get out. Break your neck. Pass the Cavorsier. Arab money. I love my bitch. Touch it. And the remixes are touch it, you know. Calm down. Make it clap. Thank you. Twerk it. Hustler's anthem. Hurt you. Respect my conglomerate. These are still busters. These are not tunes he's featuring on. These are still busters tunes. We are clean in the 20s now. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, plus the other 12. That's 26 before you bang features. That's already more of a catalogue of what you need. Uh, to go in a versus battle, right? Nelly struggled at the end of his verses to play tunes that we actually recognized and knew. We were sitting there thinking, yo, the reception might be a bit mad for you, Nelly. The wind is definitely doing something to your phone signal, but I feel like it blew away your collection of music as well towards the end, because he was struggling. He held the last one, the big banger for the end, which was Kelly and Nelly. Um, no matter what I do. That one, he had he had to play that for the ladies, definitely. But anyway, back to Buster. His features list still slaps. Look at me now with Chris Brown. Don't ya? With, um, uh, I was going to say Atomic Kitten. Sorry, Pussycat Dolls. Same thing. What about cats? What's happening with Buster Rhymes? You got Lego. You got Fire. You got Annie Up, the remix. M.O.P.'s tune. Fire's the one with, um, who's Fire again? Uh, Joe Budden. One Two Shit with uh, A Tribe Called Quest, I believe. Come on. Hit him high. The space jabs. Chudy slapped. He went ham on that. The goodness with Redman. Mate, we are cleaning to the 30s right now. You're not touching Buster. That's what, that was my opinion was. So when I brought it to my Instagram and we had the discussion with people saying that uh, this person could probably touch Buster, that person could probably touch Buster. We had some good responses, right? And the good responses still are untouchable to Buster in my opinion and many people's opinions as well. So uh, shout out to my friend Vixen Styles. She was in my DMs talking about great artists that could maybe touch Buster. And she said Styles P. I'm like, Styles P is a heavy rapper, but he's definitely a bit more niche. He's got a great catalogue for people that are fans. But in terms of going ham to ham, face to face catalogue wise, he hasn't got a massive collection of bangers that are worldwide known 
to everybody that is not originally a Styles P or Locks fan. Do you see what I'm saying? That's no disrespect to him. He's definitely a banging artist, but we're talking about one drop tunes. You're going to miss out on some because you're not going to know them all. It's only going to be really the hardcore hip hop fans that know. We're talking about Clash and Buster's got hardcore tunes that people know and also tunes that people that aren't hardcore hip hop fans know, but can still appreciate. And the tunes are all banging, charting tunes. That's why I was like, Styles P's a no from me on that one. And then she said, uh, who did she say? And several people said this as well, LL Cool J. See, LL Cool J's got a catalogue. He's definitely, he's definitely 90s. Definitely got a whole 90s catalogue. He's one of the one of the, the oldest of the game. But I feel like in the late noughties, even the mid noughties, LL kind of dropped. He kind of fell off. He had I'm Gonna Love You Better. And he had that head sprung tune, but... Again, we're talking, he had them when Buster had tunes like Make It Clap Past the Cavorcier. You're not matching. There's no there's no comparison. When we're talking the longevity, Buster in the 90s and Ello in the 90s might be able to go ham to, uh, like toe-to-toe with some tunes. And I still feel like Buster's got the edge with his charisma and his ability to, to entertain with them tunes and them sing-along tunes. I mean, yeah, Ello, I'm going to knock you out and stuff like that he had, but it's... Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, I don't know, man. I don't think it's going to be... I don't think LL could take Buster, even though the catalogue is banging with LL. I think there's something... I think Buster was that beast that everybody knew. You put him on a feature, your tune's already banging. You put him in your studio, the charisma's second level. I'm sorry, not. it can't be second level. It's literally top tier. <clears throat> I don't think LL would have it. And then she said, Andre 3000. And I... Listen, let me tell you something. Outcast, my favourite hip-hop group of all time, will forever be. Closely followed by, for me, Method and Red. Only again, not because of lyrical content, but for Method and Red, they were, they were like a movement of individuals that were able to make their own tunes, their own movies, and say, this is what we're doing, and you lot are going to support. And they've got such a sturdy, loyal fan base because they are just so down-to-earth and real. LL, LL Cool J had a popular fan base that, that, that kind of watered down uh outcasts have a very 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 commercial fan base now but they have a loyal hip-hop fan base as well that and especially hip-hop artists they're like your favorite southern hip-hop artists um they're like your favorite southern hip-hop artists favorite southern hip-hop artists if that makes sense they got a loyal fan base in that sense but i think with outcasts one you could say outcasts could maybe match buster for a period of time but i don't think they could again catalog match him and two, you're talking about a rap group against one individual. I didn't say Flip Mode Squad versus Outcast. You see what I'm saying? You're talking about, when, you see, when she said Andre 3000, she's talking about him being a barra, a lyricist. Definitely. But can you name 10 Andre 3000 tunes outside of Outcast, outside that are bangers that he could go up against? And that's not me disrespecting Andre. Again, my favorite rap group. But as Outcast, they move as a movement. Buster still got it. But then we came to the artist I'm about to say who definitely could go toe-to-toe with Buster. And that's because this artist is like Buster, it's like the yin to Buster's yang. They are literally like the siblings of this style of music and they have a mad catalogue and they also have a loyal fan base of people that support them that are not true hip-hop fans and that are true hip-hop fans as well. And that artist is the, the unstoppable Missy Elliott. Put them next to each other. Face them next to each other. Make them look at each other. It looks like a brother and a sister, doesn't it? And they've got a love for each other. They are like brother and sister. They say this so often in their music or when they um, have done interviews or when they're around each other. This is like sis. This is like big bro. 
these two definitely could go toe to toe musically. We're talking about two people who their their catalog is wide, it's long, it's it's verse, and also they they've been able to bring energy and charisma into their music. That if you were to do one drop bangers, remember I said earlier on, if somebody makes an album that's a body of work, you got to follow the album. But Missy has made literally individual tunes that all of them bang you don't even need to hear the album but they all bang missy elliott's catalog is undeniable as well if we're going to talk about um her, her naughty's tunes come on get like get your freak on um gossip folks you're talking about the um oh the names that i can sing them in my head listen up everyone we have oh wow isn't that weird that that song is about now pastor dutch that's it isn't that so weird that that song is literally about what we're going through now in terms of a pandemic listen up everyone we've just been formed there's an unknown virus attacking all clubs symptoms have been said to be heavy breathing while da- dancing coughing and when you hear the sound hoodie who run for cover ain't that weird that is literally what we're going through with this whole covid19 business but yeah work it get your free con uh pass that dutch um even bounce but that was like Timberland, Missy, Justin Timberlake. But she bodied it on that. Lose control with Ciara and Fat Man Scoop. Is it like For My People with Basement Jack's remix? That was banging. One Minute Man with Luda. Come on. Uh, we're talking banging tunes. But even in her 90s, you had... Um, in her 90s, what did she do? She did uh, Bitch, Suck It To Me. Um, what else was there? The Rain. Like, there's so many. I haven't ordered these, right? I'm only going off the top of my head of what I can think about Missy tunes. I haven't ordered these, right? I need to order them so I can think. Hot Boys even. That was a banging tune. Um, Beat me 911 and call me on myself. I'll call you back. Ching, ching. Chingaling. Oh, man. Lick shots. Come Missy's got bangers, you know. And if you put these up against Buster, let's say on a versus battle, which versus, if you're hearing this podcast, I need you to do this for me, please. Make this happen. You put Missy against uh, Buster on a a versus battle, you're definitely going to have them two going up against each other. And everyone's going to just appreciate the body of work they've both put in. They're going to look at each other and everyone's going to go, that was a banger. No, that was a banger. No, that was a banger. It's going to be a hard one. It's going to be close. And I feel like Missy will pull some out the bag that I don't even remember. Now, I'm, I like, I love Missy, but not my top three rappers. But there's definitely going to be some tunes you're going to pull out that I'm going to forget that she was on. Even the tune with flipping Mel B. Ah, it was Mel G back then because she got married and divorced. But Mel B, that was a banging tune. And Missy bodied that. You're not touching. You're not touching these two when it comes to a battle because it's going to be the music the catalogue the charisma the entertainment value the one drop value you're not going to battle these, beat these two anyone else you lot could tell me about please do I just don't I think it's going to be if you're going to get anyone that's going to beat Buster, it's going to be a Missy and it's still going to be very close but if I had to vote between the two I still feel Buster's got that minor edge Buster is is just he is literally like deity level when it comes to one drop bangers that people still play. Like, I, if I could, I could say one line of a tune and you'll be like, yeah, I know the rest. Do you, I mean, if you really want to party with me, in your head, you already sang that bit. I could say more. There's, um, what's another one? Your people had enough? Give me some more. And in your head, you're going to bounce with the rhythm in your head. There's so much. Baby, if you give it to me, there's going to be so many of them. Do you know what I mean? Um, what's the other one? Break your neck. Anyway, let me not get in my bag with this, right? It's about what you lot think. You lot message me. You direct a message to me on my Instagram or my Twitter. 
if who do you feel would be two things I want to know who do you feel would be able to defeat Buster in a in a versus battle with banging tunes one not bodies of albums banging tunes think about the audience that are going to vote as well and two who else do you want to see battle one on one someone asked me who could battle Snoop uh, today and you know what Snoop will be a good one if he goes up against this is going to sound weird I say this I feel Snoop and 50 Cent would be a good battle. They have appreciation and love for each other. They've worked with uh, some of the same people. Obviously, Dre had Eminem, Eminem had 50, and obviously Dre also worked with Snoop. So there's there's a family connection in that as well. And also, they all have bodies of work that are, that are wide span. Even though 50's a bit newer than Snoop, Snoop still would be able to bring out some old stuff to 50's new stuff that are all sing-along songs. So I reckon 50 and Snoop for me would be another one I'd like to see. But you lot tell me a versus battle you want to see. Let me know. And also who could beat Buster. Anyway, let me sign out of this podcast. My name is always Stanley. This is No Escaping This Podcast. It's been one long talk about the review of the versus battle. Mike, you can hear the passion in, in this. I watched it for three hours last night. I need to get some sleep. I didn't do this episode earlier because I was too busy watching. I wanted to like do this episode around it. So anyway, keep your eyes peeled for more stuff going on. And can I just give a big shout out to everybody that's been messaging me, asking me for advice on how to start their podcast. I'm going to do a video. I don't know when. I've got to figure it out. I've got to find time to because it takes long to edit. I'm going to do a video of a how-to for basic steps to start your own podcast. I was selling my podcast equipment on uh, on Insta. I just put it up to say, is anyone want some? Buy it. And it went straight away. But then people were asking me, what would you suggest I get? And it made me realize there are a lot of people that don't know how to start a podcast. It's really not that difficult as long as you know what podcast you want to start. Right now, this is my home setup. I have a studio setup. It's two very different setups for two very different things. My home setup would not be appropriate for anything more than one or two people at a time or me being online talking to someone over the phone. Whereas my studio setup, I could have five, six people at one time. Would be noisy, but five, six people I could still do the numbers for because I've set it up that way. So let me let me, let me me get to that. I'm going to actually write up some stuff and do a how to set up your own podcast. Just the basics. I'm not going to go through the details of like programs that you like that what you have to learn in the programs. I'm just going to give the basics and then honestly, if you get to it, you'll learn, you'll figure it out if you put your mind to it. Just maybe some basic equipment you might need. Some think it's just a mic. No, no, no. There's a few more bits that you're going to need and need to know about. But yeah, this is already started signing out the No Escape of this podcast. Take it easy, you lot. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe if you don't already subscribe. I'm gone. Boom. No escaping this. No escape. No one's ready to deal with this.